Welcome to the Encouragement Cafe with Luann and Friends, where the conversation is always hot and fresh. Comfort food for your soul is always on the menu, and friends are close enough to hug. Pull up a chair. We've been waiting just for you. Welcome to Encouragement Cafe. I'm Luann Prater, and today I have my sweet, wonderful daughter, Jennifer, with me. And you know, we've talked about this cancer journey with Judy and I, who are on it, and I wanted to look today from a different different perspective. Like, how does it feel to be the child who hears the news, and what does that look like? And so I've asked Jen to come in and just sit with me for a little bit around the table and talk about it, because she has four kids and there's a lot of dynamics going on. So, Jen, thank you for being here. And tell me what, what it felt like when you got the news. Well, when I first found out, I was shocked. I didn't know what to say. I didn't know. I just was stunned. And my son um, saw my face and he was like, Mom, are you okay? And I just shook my head, no, I, that's all I could do. And then the tears started falling down my face and I told them everybody had a different reaction to it. And my daughter was starting to apologize. She's like, mom, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I just, I'm not processing it like you're processing it. And I said, honey, there's no right or wrong way to process this. Everybody processes different. A lot of the family has processed in different ways. We've all taken it. Some have, you know, fallen apart like me. And there are some that um, got mad and angry. And there are some that were just slower to process I think we need to allow each other to process in our in our own time and make sure that we're not rushing or looking down on anybody because they're not processing the way we are. That's a great word because a lot of times we can't understand how someone else is feeling in, in anything in life, but when something tragic happens... We really do go, wait a minute. <laughs> no, no. Did you not hear me? This, this is what I just said. And we are expecting a certain reaction. So that is a great word because God says, you know, it's, it's everybody is different and everybody is unique. And we are all fearfully and wonderfully made unique. So we shouldn't expect everything to be a cookie cutter, even in tragic times. But I've been thinking about the verse, John 10, 10. And uh, I think it's appropriate because it kind of puts everything in perspective. It says the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. I'm the good shepherd. You know, when I think about the death part of this, that is a possibility, and by the way, we're all going to die someday. 
I'm just, uh, it's funny because my girlfriend took me for a ride on the golf cart and she hit a curb and I said, I do not want to die on the golf cart. I want to die uh, from cancer or whatever. But, you know, you got to laugh along the way. But, but when we read about, it's the thief that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. It is not God. He doesn't do anything to harm us. And he is, he is good. And he's good all the time. And sometimes when we first hear the news, it's easy to say, why? Why did this happen? And why my mom? And why? And, and I think of what our pastor from years ago, uh, Bill, said in a sermon, why not you? And what he meant by that is it, when you have something to go through in life, like Daniel in the lion's den, or Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace, or Joseph in the pit, you have an opportunity to shine and to say, oh, I'm not in this alone. No, no, I have hope because no matter what, I win. Whether I get to stay on the earth or whether I get to go on to heaven, and so many people don't have that hope. So why not me? God gives us these journeys so that we can shine the light and not look for why we're going through it, but who. Who are we going through it with and who are we going through it for? Where does God want us to focus our attention? And Jen, as you've had to talk with the kids and talk with your friends, what would you... What advice would you give someone right now who maybe just got the news and it is their loved one and you want to make sure that they think about some things that maybe it's easy to forget? Allow yourself to go through the process. Allow yourself to get mad and fall apart and be patient with yourself because you're going to hit lots of emotions. But your hope in the end will drown out the fears that you may have. I know that I have struggled with the why part in life just asking yourself why my mom why is this happening now I don't understand but clinging to the scriptures and knowing that God's word is true and knowing that he is a good God I have to let go of what I understand because it's limited absolutely true We can't possibly understand why God does what he does and why he allows what he does. But you know what? In a weird kind of way, I feel kind of privileged that he would trust me with this because I don't want to be gloom and doom. I don't want to be all sad and woe is me. I want to go... Hey, 
what is it that I'm supposed to learn from this? Because can I just be honest? It, it makes you draw in closer to God when you're going through this. So I'm like, okay, maybe I was drifting away from him and this is getting me back. And now I can focus more on what he wants me to see. And how cool is that? Because there are people all around us that he's wanting us to pay attention to. And they're going through things. And and it's so clear. I went to to lunch with my friends there, dinner with my friends the other day. And by the time we left, there were four of us, and by the time we left, we all had stories that told the, the truth that we're all going through something. Every single one of us. And that's the way life is. We're all going through it. And what he wants us to pay attention to are the ones that may be sitting all alone and they don't have anybody to cry on a shoulder. They don't have anybody to share it with or they don't even know that God cares or sees them. And so when we had our first day of chemo, we had the doctor's visit and the blood draw and then they told us to go to lunch so we did and then hubby had an errand to run and I said I'm just going to sit in the car and as I sat in the car I saw this girl who was two spaces over in the parking lot just sobbing all alone and I couldn't help but watch her I was trying not to make her feel weird and But God was just clearly saying, pay attention, pay attention. And I was praying for her, but I felt like I needed to do more. And Jen, you know, wherever I go, I try to take extra books with me. And whenever God nudges me, I try to give the book to whoever. Well, when my husband came back to the car, I had this racing heart saying, it's now or never. It's now or never. And so I got out of the car. He looked at me, i got to say, a little funny. He was like, where are you going? <laughs> but he's learned who I am and, and understands. And I went over and knocked on her window and then stepped back because I didn't want her to think I was a freak. Um, but I, I motioned, put my finger down my cheek, and I said, I saw you crying. And this is for you. And I was handing her the book and she rolled her window down and I said, God just wanted me to let you know you're not alone and I've been praying for you and handed her the book. She went, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, oh I can't believe this, oh my goodness. And I said, I gotta go. And I didn't get her name, that's not my job. God just wanted me to drop some hope into her lap. And that's what this journey is about. It's about how many people can we shine on? When we're in the darkest places of our life, he's like, okay, but you have a light. So shine it. Because all the people around you are seeing nothing but darkness. And they need to know, hey, there is light. And it's me. And so, Jen, now that you have shown up for my surgery, 
you've shown up and surprised us for chemo. Uh, yeah, this girl, we're, we come back from lunch and come back from doing this little Hope book giveaway that I did in the parking lot. And we walk in to report back in for chemo, and there's my daughter in the waiting room and just surprised me, and my heart just exploded. And she's been here taking care of us and loving on us and making sure that we're okay. And these first few days are going all right. And honey, I can't tell you how much that means. And what is it that drew you to do both of those things, to be here for surgery, to be here for chemo, and how has it helped you along the journey? You have been by our side from day one. Anytime that we have gone through hard times, you've held our hands. Anytime that we've messed up, you've welcomed us back and encouraged us. This is like a no-brainer to show up and be here for you. Every instinct inside of me is just so grateful, so grateful for everything that you've ever done for me. It's not so much a I want to pay you back type of feeling as I just I want to be available if you need me. And I, I just, I can't stay away. You're a wonderful person. <laughs> I think the, the thing that you just said there is the key phrase of this entire podcast today. Be available. Be available. Because it is so easy to be wrapped up in our own life and our own circumstances. And, our, and when we just stop and we pay attention... It's so much better to be available and to show up and just walk into somebody's life that maybe is struggling. And we can do that, right? So I was reading Sarah Young, who we've just recently lost. What a sweet woman. I had an opportunity to uh, interview her years ago on the radio, and she was having a bad health day and called me and said, I, I just don't think I'm up to it. I don't think I'm up to it. But how she's touched millions, millions, with all of her books and devotions. And this one struck me. She says, learn to enjoy life more. Relax, remembering that I am God and I am with you. I crafted you with enormous capacity to know me and enjoy my presence. When my people wear sour faces and walk through their lives with resigned rigidity, I am displeased. <laughs> when you walk through a day with a childlike delight savoring every blessing, you proclaim your trust in me, your ever-present shepherd. The more you focus on my presence with you, the more fully you can enjoy life. 
Wow. I want to enjoy my life. Whatever life I have left, I want to enjoy it to the full. And He has promised us that we can do that. So today, maybe you have had bad news and maybe you want to grumble and maybe you want to have a sour look on your face. I'm going to encourage you. Do just the opposite. (laughs) I'm going to actually say a prayer for you and me and our kids and our families that are going through this. And whatever hardship you're going through right now, God says, enjoy your life to the full. Enjoy it. Father, we come to you today just so grateful that you give us your word to remind us that we can enjoy our life. And whether we're nauseous from chemo, whether we're experiencing things that we never have before, whether we're upset with our prodigal child or we're getting bad news from our our job, families, or we just got the health report that we didn't want to hear. It's so easy, Lord, to just be discouraged, but that's not what you call us to do. You say, be encouraged because we win. You have gone before us and you have prepared a place for us. And you say, enjoy the journey because I'm with you every step of the way. Lord, thank you for that. Thank you for giving us your word of truth that says, oh no, it doesn't matter what the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I am your God, and I am with you. We thank you for that. And we lift this prayer for everybody that's listening today, that they may walk through these next days and weeks ahead with joy and hope. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us today at Encouragement Cafe with Luann and Friends, where women gather, friends laugh, and hearts mend. Let's continue our conversation. Hop online when you get a chance to sit down and breathe at encouragementcafe.com. Remember, this is God's ministry, so we ask for your prayers as we reach out to women in Jesus' name. We'll see you back here next week where we fill you up one cup at a time.